Hi, and welcome to Math and Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math and Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math and Musings. Today's date is July 16th, 2021, and this is broadcast number 7 of our show. I appreciate your tuning in today. Today we're going to be talking about sports and the world of sports. Sort of been an obsession of mine for, oh, 30 plus years or so. Started when I was about, uh, I'm going to ballpark at about seven years old. There were a couple of momentous occurrences for me in about 1989 or so as I tuned down the music. I'm also the sound engineer on this program, if I did not mention that before. There were a few things happened. Uh, spring of 89, I guess I would have been only six, in that era in which I describe this to my students and the just baffled looks on their faces, that uh, there was actually a time in human history in which families had only one screen in the house. I remember this distinctly. This would have been me in uh, you know spring of 89, that um, whatever my dad, or really like whatever your dad was watching on TV, that's what you were watching. If your dad was watching baseball, you were watching baseball. If your dad was watching a rerun of Crocodile Dundee, yeah, you were watching Crocodile Dundee on TV. Or there, Because there were only so many movies that they would play. It was like Crocodile Dundee, Top Gun, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Back to the Future. Like those classic like mid-80s movies, those were the only ones that they aired on TV. I have seen all those movies many, many times. Uh, I also got to watch a lot of sports because, yeah, my dad watched a lot of sports on TV, just whatever was in season. I think my dad's favorite sport was tennis, uh, kind of an unusual one to pick as your favorite, but that was his game. That was his racket, if you will, to pull out that old joke. Um, but, yeah, uh, baseball, basketball, football, whatever it was, whatever was in season. And I distinctly remember um, spring of 89 seeing the finals of the NCAA tournament this would have been uh, Michigan's year, the year that Michigan beat Seton Hall. And I remembered my dad rooting for Seton Hall, that um, like picking it up in the overtime session, that they had played the entire game. Wait, the game ended in a tie, so it's like they start over again, this, this final five minutes. This is, this is like news to me as a kid who didn't really understand uh, like the nuances of sports. They just, they just play an extra five minutes, game over, it's a tie, can't end in a tie. This is for the championship, they're just going to play a few more minutes. The date of that finals also happened to be opening day of the 1989 baseball season and Ken Griffey Jr.'s debut in which he hit a home run. Uh, Griffey was uh, one of my favorite players to watch uh, growing up. Did not play on my team, though. Uh, my team uh, became the New York Yankees. Like I, When I was a kid, I kind of liked all the teams uh, just getting into the game. And then my dad, you know, one day had the talk with me and was like, uh, son, we are from uh, we are New Yorkers. Uh, you root for the Yankees, which I realize is a little bit like rooting for General Motors, but still, uh, if you're from New York, I think it's allowed. Uh, a few years later, my hometown, Binghamton, New York, got the Double A franchise. Still has Double A franchise for the New York Mets. That would be the Binghamton Mets, now known as the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. And. Um, well, I got to uh, enjoy seeing the Mets growing up as well. I saw some of their uh, players, either uh, those who made it big later on or guys making rehab starts. 
down in double A. Um, now, of course, I live in the D.C. area and uh, have picked up our local team here. Helps that they've been good the whole time I've lived here and uh, picked up a championship. I tried to explain to my son that, it, you know, it's not always so easy. My son has gotten to see two. He's gotten to see the Capitals win and he's gotten to see the Nationals win a championship. I'm like, look, it's, it's not always that easy. Uh, when I was a kid, like late 80s, Yankees were terrible. Early 90s, the Yankees were terrible. Like the Bucky Dent as manager and Stump Merrill years, Yankees were garbage. It's weird to think of now, but like they, they were not good at all. There's a great book called From Chumps to Champs, and it kind of highlights the, uh, the Buck Showalter uh, turnaround of the team early 90s, and then they got good, started winning championships in the late 90s. But as I said, uh, got into it because it was the thing that my dad was watching on TV, and that's just baffling now for students, my students who are like 12, to hear you had only one screen in the house. There was no iPads, no cell phones, no tablets, no nothing. Like, everyone crowded around one screen. The difference between living in the 21st century and living in the 20th century, this is your hot take for today. The biggest is, in the 20th century, when I was growing up, we all gathered around one screen. It was like gathering around the campfire. There was there was no change from like caveman times up until the you know the late nineteen hundreds. As my students refer to that, I'm like I cringe when I hear the late nineteen hundreds. Oh, you mean when I grew up? Yeah. No ch- no difference. Caveman times, we all cried around the fire. Late twentieth century, we all gather around the TV. Now, 21st century, we all have our own screens. We all have our own little fires. Some of them are literally fires, like if, if you've got Amazon uh, fire. So to hear my students, um, or to have my students hear this about the, the one screens is baffling to them. So that's my story of how I got hooked on sports uh, as a young man. Um, and the 89, I can, I can track it pretty well to that year. That was the first year I watched uh, with Fidelity, uh, the baseball season. Uh, that was also the year I watched um, the Olympics on tape, tape delayed. Because right now you're thinking, wait, 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 Olympics were in '88. More on that later. Um, I was uh, I was watching a delayed version of the Olympics. Had to wait around three years for them to come around again. So this week has been exciting in the world of sports. Talk about baseball. I remember when I was a kid. That baseball was like the only game in town uh, during the All-Star break. We just had the All-Star game for MLB. A great game, by the way. A historic game in several different ways. Won by the AL for the eighth year in a row, which is just unbelievable. It's like flipping a coin. It's like getting heads eight times in a row. That you have um, uh, several other things going on, though, at the same time. And that's kind of been the the case for baseball like the last you know 10 20 30 years that there have been more competing interests it's no longer the national pastime i get it i'm going to refer to it as a national pastime it's still my favorite sport um but it's often thought of as like that you know the old man sport like the old white man sport really that um as demographics of the country are changing more uh or people are moving away from baseball, and like the old baseball fans who knew baseball in its heyday are literally dying off. 
this week, unusual that you have the NBA Finals going on during the Midsummer Classic. Uh, that doesn't usually happen, but in the COVID era, in the shortened season, uh, and um, the, like pushed ahead season, you've got this occurring. NBA Finals are, are turning great. Uh, as I'm recording this, the series is tied 2-2, two to two. I think. Uh, depending on when you are listening to this. If you're listening to this on Friday, it's still 2-2. Two to two. If you're listening to this after Game 5, well, you know who went up in the series. I love seeing uh, two teams, one who's never won a championship and one who hasn't won a championship in 50 years, literally. And uh, I've mentioned this on the blog. Well, everything I'm mentioning here, I've mentioned on the blog before. Yes, if you've read my blog, you would know this already. Um, that's michaelconnelljr.com. That, like, I've got kids now who would have said, you know, when I was growing up, it was, I want to be like Mike. And now they're wearing Milwaukee Bucks jerseys going, I want to be like Giannis. And uh, seeing that transformation is, has been uh, uh, not shocking, but unusual for me. I mean, there's always like the new guy on the block. And uh, getting to watch a good NBA Finals, I've appreciated that. When I'm not tuning into soccer, I usually only watch soccer for the the big events, and that would be World Cup or the Olympics. More on that later, um, or Champions League, because Champions League always tends to uh, close with the like the end of the school year. So I I always get interested in the Champions League a little bit because my kids are interested in soccer. My students, not my own child. Um, my own child will watch whatever I'm watching on TV. My students are interested in soccer. I get interested in soccer. This year at summer school, um, we've got two things going on during the season. Uh, we just had the end of the Euro Cup, and now we've got the uh, the Gold Cup, in which uh, Americans are involved and actually won a game um, recently. Now, if you're listening to this on Friday, you would know the results of the Americans' most recent game against, I think it's Martinique. Uh, they had a game coming up um, that uh, ended ended after this issue went to press. Uh, I'm sorry to say. You know the results of that now. Uh, Gold Cup soccer uh, involving our nation, and then the close of the Euro Cup, which... Um, was was taking place just down the road um, from Wimbledon, which that was an interesting uh, phenomenon. You can see those events occur at the same time. All of this is going on as well. And uh, I was kind of rooting for the home team, wanted to see England prevail, the same country who put two teams in the Champions League final. Fell, though, to the Italians... Uh, in in overtime, if if you will, and I thought um, that uh, well, this is this is the new the new vanguard of soccer. It must be the the nation of England. We'll see shortly as the Olympics begin. I feel as though I got cheated out of the Olympics last year. All of us did. Excited for this to come around again. Uh, this is uh, we're let's see one week out from opening ceremonies. I'll talk about this more. Next week, I said I had a couple of Olympic stories. One that you recall from the top of the show that, yes, I became obsessed with sports in 1989. I'm watching tapes of the Olympics thinking that uh, I've got three years before the next one comes around because they were doing uh, winter and summer at the same time. 
during that era. The last time they did it actually was 1992. So I had to wait three years for it. Summer Olympics to come around. I was so excited about it. Of all things, my parents scheduled a trip to Disney World for us during the Olympics. And I remember, and my mom still talks about this, that I was like the only kid in the history of the universe who was ever disappointed to go to Disney World because I thought to myself, wait a minute. If I'm there at Disney World, I'm not going to be able to watch the Olympics. I've been looking forward to this for three years. And like I tried to explain to my mom, look, they have the Olympics only once every four years. We can go to Disney World anytime. Why does it have to be during this week? Well, we did go to Disney World. It began a lifelong obsession with me for Disney World, which did not start off on a good foot. But I'm still a fan of their product. And I'm still a fan of the Olympics. And I was able to follow along well enough. I mean, now it's easy. It's, it's all just there on your phone. Uh, but back then, you had to work to, uh, to check out uh, sports coverage if you weren't sitting in front of a television. Now, speaking of TV, the reason that, more than anything, that I've been following soccer the last few weeks, now if you read my blog, you'd know this already, is we have an important soccer match coming up here. No, not the Gold Cup, not the Olympics. We've got season two of Ted Lasso coming up. Actually, it drops on the day that the Olympics start, and I think uh, Ted is going to be one episode per week. They're not dropping them all at once. I, I think it's going to be going to be like old-time TV, like when I was growing up. I, this is another one I try to explain to my students. Like You had to wait every, like every week. They would drop just one episode, and you had to watch at a certain time, and you had to watch it with commercials. It was just terrible, right? And they... They need to go through the summer, and they wouldn't play a new episode for like three months. It's baffling for my students to hear that now. But yeah, very excited about season two of Ted Lasso. It's gotten Americans interested in soccer again. Unbelievable that uh, this uh, television show, which, which takes place in England, um, again, the, the vanguard of soccer. You heard that here first. You've got uh, Ted Lasso and... The Olympics, starting on the same day. That is going to be next Friday. Something for you uh, to uh, hold you over the excitement of that between the end of this program and the beginning of next. I thank you for tuning in today. Our discussion of sports a little bit. think I'm going to be uh, probably talking sports a little bit next week. There's going to be uh, a little bit of math, a little bit of musings, and uh, overall a good time. Remember that Math and Musings is presented by... Michael O'Connell. For more information or to contacts, go to MichaelOConnellJr.com.